0: share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. G'day there and welcome to podcast 99 of the CWIB podcast show. We are five days out until our conference, literally counting down now, and I can't believe it. Uh, We really need to know if you are coming or not, so please make sure you buy your tickets before Thursday. Uh, We need to make sure that we have enough catering for you guys, so please, please, please book in your tickets. Uh, We have four days left for tickets being open. And then if you rock up on the day, we hope that we have enough for you. So it's really important that you get those tickets in. Not only that, but we are one week away until our intakes open for our membership. So uh, like I've mentioned before, if you really enjoy this podcast show, if you're looking for a community of women who just love God, love business, love lifting each other up and supporting each other, we have like prayer, there's weekly devotions, there's just so much uh, as part of our membership. I'd love you to come um, and join us, pop in your applications so we can get you all ready for when those intakes open. So today I am joined by a lovely lady on the show who comes all the way from the US. Her mission is to host shared platforms and help promoting others and there'll be more about that as we go through. Um, Her favourite thing to do on the weekend is wall art, and I've just found out what that is, and it sounds amazing, Uh, doing flower arrangements from her yard and visiting family. So welcome to the podcast show, Marnie Sweetberg. Hey SJ. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Barney Swedberg. We were having a laugh before the show about how a couple of podcasts ago I messed up someone's (laughs) name and had to record it and so I've been rehearsing and I've done the opposite to what I wanted to do. Hey ho, it's life right?
1: (laughs) It is. Well hi SJ and hi everybody. It's great to be here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So where from the USA are you?
1: Well, I spent my entire life in Minnesota, right in the center at the top and exactly on the Canadian border. So in a very, very cold place, unlike oh where you gosh. are. <laughs> yeah. And then this spring, moved to Florida to be close to my daughter and our first grandbaby. So super oh. excited to live in a warmer climate and near family.
0: Yeah, that's so exciting. Family's so important and you never get that time back. So good on you for making the move. Um, I was just telling Marnie for all of our Sydney listeners in today, we've been having like we're I'm a little bit out West. So we've been at about 48 degrees Celsius, mm. which is 118 degrees Fahrenheit for our USA listeners. So you can imagine that the whole of Sydney is a little bit grumpy this week and we <laughs> haven't had much sleep. Um, so hopefully we can make the best out of this podcast Um, So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, Marnie, um, can you take us through your story? Because you've been doing lots of things, so writing books, books. you've been hosting um, a number one ranked radio talk show, you do traveling and speaking around the world. So can you take us through the story of kind of how you started to where you are today?
1: Hmm. Well, I want to start by saying thanks for having me, and it's so great to be here. And um, like with everything in life, it's sometimes the hardest things that generate the best outcomes. And when I was a child, I couldn't figure out how to read. I was somewhat dyslexic, and I just couldn't figure it out. And so school was always super challenging for me, SJ, and I just basically failed my way through. Oh, and, I could
0: totally relate.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when I became an adult, I was out from under the pressure of school, and I began to be able to read, like really read. I'd been able to sound it out and to, you know, kind of get through, but then I was able to read, and the whole world opened up for me, and I just read like crazy. I read everything I could get my hands on, and I became just uh, such a big fan of authors, and I just love every author, any author who's listening, thank you for writing, because it amazes me always that for, you know, $20 or whatever, we can get into somebody else's head for two hours and just roam around in there and just learn everything they know. And you know, it's just such a, such an amazing thing. And so I started really reading. And it wasn't until later that um, there came, there came a, a question into my life. Ladies started asking me, how do you do that? And that started my writing career. I've written 13 books now, and most of them have been in response to the question, well, how do you do that? And I would go, SJ, and I would try to find the book that would explain what I was doing. And if I could find it, I would just say, well, read, you know, this. Like, for instance, I would tell you if you want a good uh, book on time management, read Tim Ferriss' 4-Hour Workweek. Yeah. I don't need to write it because it's out there, <laughs> but um, sometimes there wasn't a book, and so I would actually write a book, and it came about, the first book came about because I was trying to find a book that explained what I was doing in the kitchen, what I was doing with food for our family, because I was doing it fast and inexpensive, and it was really great food for company, and uh, people would always say, well, how do you do that? Well, how do you do that? And I was trying to find the book that would explain it, and I ended up interlibrary loaning. I don't know if you guys, do you guys do that in Australia where you can
0: get books from other libraries? Um, yeah. So like you can go to the library, get a book from them. If they don't have it, they'll chase it from somewhere yeah. else.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so amazing. You have millions of books at your fingertips this way for free. Anyway, yeah. so I was interlibrary loaning and I interlibrary loaned over 200 books, cookbooks and books about kitchen uh, management. And I couldn't find anything that explained what I was doing. And along the way, I found some books that were really terribly written. I mean, really terribly written. And I thought, even me, I think I could do better than that. <laughs> so so I started putting together this book. It took me two years to write it. I found a New York publisher who published it. It took them two years to publish it. So four years later, oh my gosh. I I, re, I know, I released this first book. And since then, I've written 12 more. And it's just been a journey. And I've learned so much along the way, but I just want to tell you if you're listening and you're like, I could never do that or I'm not smart enough or whatever. It doesn't matter what you were before. You are perfect for what God wants you to be now. So that's what I would say.
0: Oh, bless you. <laughs> so that's, that's the book side. so how have you fitted kind of radio stuff into writing 13 books? like? That just blows my mind,
1: okay. But I have to, you have to kind of buckle your seatbelt here for this part because you're gonna get on my little roller coaster. Um, I am a jet plane, so um, when God created me, He created me to either go fast, far you know, just flying through, flying through life. Otherwise, I'm just flat out on the tarmac getting ready for my next flight. You know, I don't really, I don't really idle well at all. Um, you know, I just, <laughs> I'm just not that person. So basically for the last, um, I've had one year now where I had a break from this, but for the last 15 years, I've been managing our family restaurant and managing our family retail store, which included 12 departments, including a Christian bookstore and an espresso cafe, plus pets and office supplies and party supplies and fabric, and I mean, goes on and on. And during that time, I finished homeschooling our kids, and I was writing and speaking, hosting womenspeakers.com, which is the largest online director of Christian Women Speakers, and then also, um, and then also hosting the radio show. So basically, how do I do it is I get up every morning and I say, God today's your day. What do you want to do? And then I just, I just go, I just like go like an airplane. I just go wherever he sends me. I just go. And God just does it all. And it's such an amazing, fun life. (laughs) And I love it. And everybody else just looks tired.
0: (laughs) And you look at me and go, that's, that's insane. (laughs) Nothing like doing it in God's strength. Hey, (laughs) Well, I mean, there's, I, I, teach a, I teach a program on the five levels
1: of personal power. And everybody has power level number one. We exist. We're here. We take up space. When we scream, people ha- cover their ears. You know I mean? We have power. Number two is that we exist and we have ideas. That's pretty powerful. Number three is we exist, we have ideas, and we take action on them. That's really powerful. Then number four is we exist, we have ideas, we take action on them, and we put our passion and energy behind it which allows the whole world and the whole universe is able to get on board with this thing we're doing. But power level number five, SJ is when we have, we exist, we have ideas, we take action, we put energy behind them, but it starts with the word God, God created me. He gave me these ideas. He's allowing me to take action. I have a body. I have health. I have time. I have resources. And I have the passion of saying, praise God for this opportunity. And when we do it at power level five, everything that we do here goes into eternity with us. And that's the difference. And that's what makes life really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. So if someone was kind of going to join on you on your jet to the moon (laughs) and back, (laughs) what are your top five tips? that you would share with someone who would embrace kind of like a a journey that you have, I guess we would just call it an overall entrepreneurial spirit. Like we can't just point point, you know, just books, just radio, just, um, coping with so many things. So put them all together for us, your top five tips you would pass on to someone else and to our listeners today. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Number one,
1: um, embrace your uniqueness. So when God strung together your 3 billion base pair of DNA, he did it in a particular way. You're not a mistake. Even if you're weird like me, like just like a crazy maniac go getter that just, you know, hardly ever, you know, backs off, just that's okay. It's how God built you. And uh, my oldest son, we called him, you know, he was, he was in a family, there's five of us, he's in a family with four go getters. And he's like, He's like such an amazing person, but he like lays on the couch and thinks a lot. I mean, that's kind of who he is. And it took him several years into his adult life to figure out that that was okay. (laughs) Such crazy maniac, you know, doers. So, uh, however it is that God made you, the most important thing is that you look at that and you say, "Okay, this is how I am, and this is how God meant it to be." And so, what does He want to do through my life? And then just begin at it and let him flow his life through you. You're a unique vessel. Um, maybe I can just uh, share. I've written a lot of songs, several dozen songs.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And
1: early early on when I was writing songs, and I would maybe sing them to my kids or sometimes I would sing it at church or something like that. But mostly I just sing these songs to God in my living room. And one day I just looked up and I'm like, God, how come, um, how come you have you give me these songs and then I just sit here in my living room and sing them to you. I mean, don't you want to do something with them? It seems like such a waste to just sit here and sing them to you in my living room. <laughs> and he just prompted in my heart, SJ, but Marnie, this is the only place in the universe that I can go to hear these songs. Oh, that's not. Nice. And it changed everything. Who cares? Who cares if anybody else ever gets to hear them? And since then, there is, a, there is a CD out with some of them on it. But the reality is, is that if God wants to just do it with me, because we're having this little, you know, love affair relationship going on here, uh, yeah. that's okay. Or if he wants to take it all over the world, like he does with some of my stuff, he can do that. Yeah. And it's up to him. You know, it's just, yeah. who are you? How did he create you? Embrace that and live
0: fully into it. Yeah. That makes total sense, and I love it. So what is number two? To understand
1: your mission and your vision. So you can't do everything. I love I love the Mother Teresa story of how um, earlier on in her ministry, a man from America had sent her a check for $50,000, and the note inside said, this is to help you build a hospital. And she sent the check back, and she wrote a little note inside that said, you misunderstand my vision. I'm not here to help people get better. I am here to assist the people who are dying to die with dignity. She was really, wow. really clear. Yeah, she's so yeah. clear about her mission, what God had her on earth to do. And when you get really clear about that, the, the change in you is absolutely profound. Because now you're not just thinking that every idea has your name on it now you now you look at the ideas and you line them up with the mission vision and you're like either that does fit or it
0: doesn't fit yeah yeah that's awesome how did you even come about that mission and vision from mother Teresa? oh i don't know I don't know. I just, I just read it somewhere. I've,
1: I've had that one in my, in my brain for many years. So I really have no idea if it was from one of the books I'd read about her or I don't know.
0: That's so cool. And it goes hand in hand with your first point uh, in a way that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Find your uniqueness and, and embrace that. And then with that, here's your own mission and vision. Like, and be clear, know it's yours, own it, and know that God's given it to you. It's, um, there's some pretty powerful points. So what's point number three, my dear?
1: Is to set goals and then to hold them with an open hand.
0: So what tends to happen
1: when we set goals is that, in fact, if you guys want to do this with me, unless you're driving, then don't do it. <laughs> yeah. If you're not driving, put your hands up in front of you kind of like they're an open book. So you've got your fingertips together right out in front of your nose, and then you've got this book open. Now imagine that you actually had a newspaper or a book in there. So how much can you see of what's behind that, SJ? As in? Yeah. What's behind the newspaper that you're holding in front of your face? What can you see? My MacBook. Okay. So when I've got a newspaper, when I've got a newspaper up in front of my face, all I can see is the newspaper. Oh, uh, like, okay. I'm with you. I'm yeah, like, okay.
0: in between my fingers? <laughs> You have to to pretend this is make believe. (laughs) Go back to my childhood. Got
1: it. (laughs) Okay. So basically, when you've got something like a goal in front of you like that, and it's all consuming, that's when we get into trouble with goals. I mean, goals are God's idea without a vision, the people perish. I mean, this is God's idea. He's always given people blueprints for how to go into battle and how to build temples. And I mean, it's just his thing. But when we get The goal mixed up with God, that's when the trouble comes. So keep your hands out in front of you like that again, like you're having that open newspaper, but now put your hands, put your hands together into praying hands. Okay. So now you still have the newspaper in front of you between your praying hands, but you can see everything else, right? And that's how we're supposed to do goals. So totally, absolutely set goals. But don't let the goal become the God because that's where, that's where you start having relational problems, financial problems, health problems, all kinds of things come when the goal becomes the God.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. I've never heard it in that analogy before. <laughs> Another
1: good one, very unique. It's because, it's because you have to use your make-believe brain.
0: <laughs> that's right, I like make-believe brain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good i hope you enjoyed doing that too listeners if you had a go and visualizing actually if you look at the newspapers here in australia now they've shrunk especially <laughs> in the local newspapers so they're like a4 size now you know how you used to get the nice big papers wow yeah. you know you can really lose everything behind your vision as in you couldn't see anything now it's like a teeny tiny newspaper and you need a magnifying glass Anyway. I have to come up with a new with a new uh, analogy. Oh no, no, you're <laughs> I'm just disappointed that they are um, making them smaller here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. what is um, point number
1: four? Hmm. That one is to learn everything required for your craft, and then to get, delegate the rest. So, for example, um, I've written 13 books, and I've had some published by major publishing houses, and then I have more recently gone to self publishing. Um, with a couple reasons in mind, the main reason is because I travel internationally uh, to impoverished countries, and I want to be able to leave my material behind without charging them money. <laughs> and when you work with a publisher, uh, everything has to be paid. So um, so it gave me more freedom to do what's in my heart to do. What's my mission. But what I don't need to do in the self-publishing realm, what I don't need to do is learn how to format it, um, so it looks beautiful in a book, in an e-version, on a phone, all that. I don't actually have to know how to do that because I'm not going into book publishing. I'm just self-publishing my own books. Now, if I was going to go into book publishing, obviously, I would need to know that piece. It's the same for you. Whatever you're going into, you want to look at that kind of stand back look at all the skills that are required to do the work that you're trying to get done and say, which ones do I want to specialize in? I mean, I want to do this myself from start to finish and I'm going to make money doing this myself from start to finish. And so I really need to learn that skill. And which ones are the ones that you're going to do Um, Not all the time that you don't really have to become a master at, that you can actually delegate and someone else can take care of that for you uh, probably better or faster or more efficiently than you can do it yourself. It's a really big piece, especially for an entrepreneur, to recognize there are things that only you can do and then there's things that you should be delegating to other people
0: absolutely and working out what brings the best return on investment as well so there's absolutely no point in putting your time into stuff that isn't making you money either because at the end of the day like if you're not maximizing your time and your efforts you are wasting time and you're losing money um so i think mixing all of those together if you're not great at something um delegate it like you said don't don't threat over it. And there's so many different ways you can delegate stuff out now too. You can employ someone, there's systems that help you do things. There's lots of different ways to delegate. So what is number five? Number five is to collaborate. I love the word and I love
1: the concept of collaboration. So one of the things I do when I travel internationally is I help grow Uh, In indigenous ministry. So they have a church or whatever. And then what we try to do is we try to get with as many other local ministries and organizations as could be partners together with them while I'm there. So I kind of come in as the guest speaker uh, from America and, and it attracts attention differently than someone from their own country would. And so people are willing to talk to them and open the doors. And you can do this yourself and you can do this for other people. Uh, what, what we're trying to look for is win wins where you uh, are getting something that you need out of this relationship and they're getting something they need out of the relationship. So, a collaboration doesn't necessarily even have to include money, it may just include uh, shared um, lists of contacts or um, shared resources like you have the building and I have the videographer or whatever. Um, it, it just is when you collaborate with people, you expand exponentially your reach, you're able to touch so many more lives and to do it so much more effectively than you could do by yourself. So to consider collaboration in any way that you can just keep watching for those. And you know, it's a key, it's, it's pretty key to look at, you know, what is the price tag on the collaboration, because some of them, it isn't going to be a win-win. It's going to be, it's going to be, no, that does not work out well. So you need to look at it in advance and say, is this, you know, is this a potentially good collaboration? But then if it is, go for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, even an example of this podcast show that we're doing today um, exactly. is collaboration. So Bonnie's come on our show. We've got listeners to bless money with and in return you, the listener get blessed with, Marnie's wisdom and then um, after we've recorded this one I'm going to go on to Marnie's show and it's going to be vice versa so there's lots of different ways you can collaborate and that's one of the things that I love about podcasts is they can be such a blessing to so many different people in so many different ways Um, it's just such a great resource to be able to say hey I love what you're doing would you like to come on my podcast show um, and, and bless my audience and I hope that they bless you in return as well and you know it's just a win-win for everybody great so a quick recap about your five tips then we have got one you are unique embrace it point number two understand your vision and mission point number three is set goals and hold on to them with open hands and number four is learn everything required about your craft and delegate the rest uh, and number five is to collaborate. So uh, we've popped them in the show notes for you if you wanted to go and have a recap over those. Now, before we got onto the podcast today, you mentioned about the number 99 being a unique number for you. <laughs> Do you want to share a little bit about that?
1: I can. It's just a funny story. So you said this was podcast 99 and it pr- immediately came to my mind. So my husband Dave and I have been married for 35 years and um, when we were dating, we were watching The Love Boat. Does that, do you even know what The Love Boat show was? I think I've heard of it, but I don't really know <laughs> what it is. It was a really popular show back in the 80s and it was about this um, cruise ship and uh, it's about the people that would fall in love on the cruise ship. But anyway, we were sitting in the living room, watching The Love Boat on TV, and one of the guys on the show starts singing a love song to the lady that he's falling in love with on The Love Boat. And I looked at Dave, and I said, I said, you haven't sung me a song yet. You haven't sung me any songs. (laughs) And Dave, he goes, I haven't? 99 bottles of beer on the (laughs) wall. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. whenever I hear 99 that just cracks me up because it was hilarious it was such a fast and funny comeback oh
0: gosh and they (laughs) first thing he thought of was beer
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think think he was good to come up with anything under pressure like
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's cute that's cute so getting back to business um how do you incorporate god into your business hmm. well
1: uh, i actually wrote a book about this that really <laughs> <black>? <laughs> yeah. because ladies would say to me how do you find time to have god in your life you're so busy you know they'd look at my life and they go like, well, where do you fit God in? And I, I didn't understand the question. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Where do I fit God in? God is my life. So how do you mean where do I fit him in? It's like breathing in air. How do you, how do you t- find time to breathe? Or how do you find time for your heart to pump? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Yes. So, but they were like, I don't understand. And so I wrote a book called Feeling Love, Connecting with God in the Minutes You Have. And it's all just about how we're supposed to be breathing Jesus. So the best analogy I have is the analogy of the dolphin. The dolphin is a water dweller, but an air breather. And so the dolphin lives underwater. It does its work underwater. It, it That's where it is all the time, but it has to come up for air every, you know, three to five minutes or it begins to suffocate. Yeah. And we we are earth dwellers, but we are prayer breathers. And so God built us in just exactly the same way as the dolphin, where emotionally, Um, we can only go for a few minutes without needing to touch base with our air supply, with our prayer supply. And so what happens is that whenever you feel any kind of a high emotion, a low emotion, an agitation, frustration, any any really emotion at all that, that connects with your brain on the conscious level that you're having an emotion, that's when you're supposed to connect with God. And In those moments, you connect with God. So I'm worried and I say, oh, thank you for that worry. I need to, Jesus, I'm just going to lift you, my, my son right now, and I just thank you that you're taking care of him, and then you move on. Yeah. So this is supposed to be, this is supposed to be a very much of a flow relationship where it's just a constant flow. And then when we're walking with Jesus like that, he's just involved in all the decisions. He's involved in all the conversations. He's involved in all of the, you know, everything, all the planning. Um, he's, he's right there with us. And so that's what I would say is that God is my business. He's the center of it. And because of that, uh, there, there's isn't really, a challenge to include him in it because he's just always in it
0: yeah that's beautiful i love that analogy and incorporating that then that god is our breath and we need to come up for air. what is your bible verse uh, for this season and why
1: um well i have a bible verse for my whole life which is second corinthians 9 8 from the niv version which says but god is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having everything you need, you may abound in every good work. And what I love about that verse is that it's just full of superlatives. It's of all and every time and everything and abounding and like that. And I can't do it that way. Um, I can just bring you pretty good some of the time, maybe, hopefully. But when God does it through us, and we're just supposed to be a flow-through vessel for him like a straw, like He, other people should be able to put their straw in our lives and get jesus out but sometimes when people come into our lives that's not what they're getting they're getting anger or they're getting frustration or bitterness or whatever it is that we are experiencing and and that's not how god made us he made us to be this flow through vessel and as we allow him to flow through our lives through prayer and through just letting him live through the us that he made us to be each unique um we have the opportunity to really uh, go above and beyond. Or what we could have ever done without him. And then uh, a verse for the season, I guess just last night um, at church, uh, just uh, 1 Samuel 2.35 came up and I had never really seen this before, but I just loved how uh, God was talking to Eli and he was telling him, you know, that Samuel was going to be the new priest because Eli and his sons were doing such a terrible job of it. So God was going to put this new priest in. And and, and in light of the fact that we are now his priesthood, we are, you know, his royal priesthood, it says in Hebrews. I love this verse. God says, I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. Hmm. I will build him a sure house and he will walk before my anointed forever. I just love that verse that this is always God's heart. He's just really looking for somebody who's going to be faithful, and do what's in his heart and his mind, and that's the person he's going to bless. So as you guys are thinking about your businesses and your maybe moms or wives or relationships with families, um, just remember that God is looking for a faithful heart who's going to do what he wants us to do with the body and the resources that he gave us, and
0: that's the one God
1: wants to bless.
0: Yeah, and Jesus is just always there in that to give that grace and to... Well, I mean, he gave us the Holy Spirit so we can learn as well, which is great. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of um, those, well, those two Bible verses and, of course, all of the wisdom that you've shared with us today. I know I've got a lot out of it and I hope that um, you listening to the podcast today, you've got a lot out of it as well, just the different analogies and um, how you can really visually Capture what Marnie's saying. It's great. If our listeners wanted to find you, uh, where's the best place to catch you, Marnie?
1: Absolutely. Just my first name, m a r n i e, (laughs) Marnie.com. Simple and easy. I like it. (laughs) I'm just old enough. I'm just old enough to have gotten in at the beginning of the web. (laughs) Got my own first name. and it's a weird name too so
0: oh good good on you well thank you so much for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure to interview you and uh, we just hope that God keeps giving you more rocket fuel to keep (laughs) forwards and doing your amazing stuff and yeah that you'll keep blessing other people and you've just got a really great I don't know what the word is, spirit about you uh, that's contagious. So yeah, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me and God bless you all. Yeah, so you are listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. Remember, if you haven't already done so, grab your conference tickets. Time is running out. We are getting so excited. And of course, a week till intake. So I look forward to welcoming you to the conference and to our membership. Catch you next time. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.